From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 286. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Away. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hey, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. You know, as busy and as long as we went last week, I think we might can top ourselves this week if we're not careful. Like, we have a lot of things to talk about today. Of course we do. Well, a lot of awesome stuff. I was I went I went to the barber today, Brad, and uh, had my hair cut, and we were just chatting. <laughs> and, and my barber, we have a pretty good uh, relationship now. Like I've been going to him for a couple of years. We're very familiar with each other, and he knows what I do for a living. And we talk about it and stuff. And I mentioned this show, and as we tend to talk about my shows and what I'm up to, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, like the usual things, like how how is there a weekly conversation? about pens like how is that a possibility mm. and said to him as i said to everybody that asks me this question my, my kind of standard answer is in every industry there is news weekly mm-hmm. there is always things going on there's things to talk about but if you don't pay attention to that industry you'll just never see it like you're never gonna mm-hmm. find it because it it's not there right like if you're not looking for it you won't see it so yes there's always stuff to talk about every week there was no real point to this story other than the fact that uh, I just thought I would mention it to you. <laughs> the fact that there's always something to talk about. Yeah, right? there's always something and, uh, to talk about because the news just, just keeps on going and it will keep on going because yeah, people yeah. like us are interested. And since you mentioned that you went to the barber, I wrote myself a note that I am supposed to call in and get an appointment for my son and I to get our haircut. So now I have that as a task. <laughs> I do what I can. So... So I wrote this down um, on the new Notco weekly calendar note card, which I'm just I'm just using it for show notes today. You asked in our show document we haven't done in a while on the loadout. What are we using today? So that's what I'm using to write on, and writing with are things we will be talking about in this show. I tend to bring in the goods that I'm using that we're going to discuss in the show yep. to have and use during the show. So I have the black wings volume 16.2 Ada Lovelace edition, which is we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll save my conversation mm-hmm. and the Twisby eco T inked up with Robert Oster blue water ice. The so E-cot. yeah, it's very, yeah. The Ecot, the Epcot. So yes, we will be talking about both of those, products um that's what i'm using today mike what about you so i have uh two pens and notebook today that i'm using so i have uh i know i've mentioned obviously many times that i take my show notes right uh, as we're talking and make notes and scribble and doodle whilst we're recording and i've been doing that in a pano book for a long time and obviously that's what i'm continuing to use today um the pano book is the perfect notebook for me for this type of uh job i absolutely love it and i i but i use two pens typically for every show so what i do is i write the title of the episode down and you know it has the little markers on the pano book for the little columns mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. draw over those to make them bolder so i can kind of keep track because i write the, all my notes in three different boxes depending on what needs to go in them so I do that, and I will always use one of my more fancy, less practical pens to do that. So it will be like something with a crazy nib or something where um, I can't post it because I actually – I te- these days I post my pens that I'm doing my show notes with so they don't roll away. 
so the clip stop mm. them from rolling away. So if I don't have a roll stop or a clip on a pen, then I won't use it for the show notes because I just place it down and I don't want it to roll away. So I use today my uh, Eastman Primary Manipulation Newton pen. I need a better name for that. That was the best I could do for today. Um, <laughs> it's it's long. Uh, it's a very long mm-hmm. name. So I use that with, mm-hmm. I have uh, the Ackerman Green ink in it, which I can't remember the number of, but it was the one I spoke about last week. Um, 28. 28. Thank you very much. Ackerman number 28 uh, inked up in there because it's the green, all that green works with the green very nicely. And I all, but my show notes today, uh, I am using my current favorite pen, which is my Sailor Pro Gear Slim Purple Cosmos. I have used this pen every single day since I got it. Like, without fail, it is the pen I keep picking up. Um, I have it feel, filled with. Uh, uh, Califolio Andronopal, and just to give you uh, an idea, right? So I I picked this pen up last week, I think it was, right? It, it arrived mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I was in Vegas. I've already had to fill it again. Oh wow, that's great! So yeah. I'm like, I'm, I mean, obviously this thing has a pretty small converter in it because it's the little little old guy. Yes, uh, but I absolutely adore this pen. It, I I love it. Just love, 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 love it. Anna in the chat room asked uh, what nib I have on the the Pro Gear. I have a bold nib, uh, broad nib, I should say, but uh, you wouldn't know it. Uh, mm. <laughs> feels like a medium <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm using my Pro Gear and I love it so dearly. Just so dearly. I'm glad the slim size worked out for you. Like... I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be upset if it didn't, but I like, I was concerned. Like, I don't, you love the standard mm-hmm. so much, and this is a different pen, right? Despite the similar name, the size is very different uh, across the board. Yep. And, uh, but I love them. Um, it's a different, it's just a different pen and it's a great pen on its own. So very cool. And just as a update for anybody that might be interested, the, uh, the lost bung box per gear has been located. Mm. Um, nice. And will soon be on the way to me in London, so that is going to be happening. I'm very excited about that too. I'm sure that mm-hmm. will bump out this pro gear for a bit. Um, we'll see. Very cool. Yeah, that's a that's a great pen. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad it worked out. And uh, oh, me too. I oh, so I have a favor to ask you related to your show notes, and I keep meaning to ask you. I've had this email in my inbox for like a month or two now. And I keep meaning to get around to it. So we actually, we have a listener that doesn't do like any social media or anything like that. And they want to see what your show notes look like. They're like, I wonder what they look like. I've never seen Mike's handwriting. Could y'all send me a picture of each of your notes that you take during the show? So if you're interested in doing that, um, I would be happy to send it on to our, uh, our very lovely listener who is interested in those type of things. I will actually put a link in the show notes and the mm-hmm. way that I'm going to rem- of this episode and the way that I'm going to mm-hmm. remind myself to do this is by writing a note in the show notes. So you're going to gotcha. see what all of that looks like. You're going to see the mess that I make. Um, nice. All of my doodles and scribbles. Uh, I'll put those in the show notes. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. You I do, think though. that's the point, right? You make fun of my hand, right? Mm. I know you're gonna. Well, that's that's kind of my job. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've stopped making fun of your handwriting a long time ago, right? Own mm-hmm. it. That's all I say. It doesn't matter what it looks like. As long as it's yours, you just own it. No problem. It was just that 
once or yeah, ten times. Once or ten times, and then ever since, but whatever. <laughs> no. No, no, no. So you put some other things in the show notes. Yeah, look at you. Look at you now. <laughs> Tenth anniversary, Brad. Wow. Yeah, so the pen addict turned ten. Like, I don't know, maybe we should do a whole segment on that one day. <laughs> we probably could have done that this week and timed it a little bit better, but you know how I am. I don't necessarily like bring that up like super a lot like i'll bring it up some and of course i'm selling stuff you know so there's that but uh the pen addict actually turned 10 november 29th where the first of 2007 were where the first posts uh were made i did a little retrospective in last week's refill for the pen addict members um which happened to be refill number 100 on the 10th anniversary just complete luck that it kind of matched up that way which is really neat and, uh, you know, looking back 10 years of blogging about pens, I still am kind of the same as the very first posts, posts that I wrote. Like I went back and I was like, oh, like, yeah, these are the things I still use. These are the things I still believe in. And, you know, there's still lots of things to talk about. So, you know, I look forward to the next 10 years. So I just looked it up in February. This show is six years old. Nice. So this show if i my calculations are correct has ran for over half of the life of the pen addict which is kind of crazy in itself that doesn't make honestly, sense right? to me like we've passed the halfway point like so right it, we are at a point now where the pen addict will always be more than half of the existence of like the podcast will be half of the existence mm-hmm. of the uh, of the website itself which yep. really seems wild to me yeah, we've been doing it for that long. It really does. It seems like it, we're on like a two or three year run always, yeah. like yeah. Per- perpetually, right? Like no matter how many years we've been doing it, it seems like it, it, it's been about two or three, but it's not. It's been like oh. six. Yeah, six. <laughs> so six in February. But you've made an anniversary T-shirt which people can buy, which looks fantastic. Well, I didn't make it. My good friend Ben well, Kwok, yes. the the artist, he designed works. it. He designed it. He hand drew out the uh, sketch, then digitized it and made it all made it all fancy and did a really great job. So it's a really large tenth uh, anniversary logo on the back. You know, he wanted to incorporate things like tenth tenth anniversary. You know, location. You know, the tagline that's always been there. So he integrated all these things and he integrated the the logo like in the um, you know in the collar of the shirt and. Um, you know, doing just a little small badge on the front because I didn't want that big of a logo on the front of a shirt. It wouldn't look right. So yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a comp. It was, <laughs> it was more complex of a shirt than I thought it would be, um, which is good. Like, uh, it's really cool. So I'm just doing this as a one shot deal. So I'm doing a pre-sale for three weeks, which I guess there's about two and a half weeks left on this shirt. And then we'll order all the shirts and then I'll ship them out and then it's done. That's the only time you're going to be able to get this shirt because um, the t-shirt business long game is not a good one. As I've learned from, you know, the normal pen t-shirts that I offer, which I love, but sitting on a bajillion t-shirts to sell over a span of years is just kind of boring. So I would rather do this one shot type of stuff. So that's what I did with the, Retro 51, and that's what I'm doing with the t-shirt. Unfortunately, I hate that these came out at the same time. You know, I'm I'm very... Um, I try to be thoughtful of making the ask, you know, to members and listeners and things. 
And it just so happened that I had to ask for these two things in very close proximity to each other. If you're looking for a cool pen or a cool t-shirt to help support me and the pen addict, well, they kind of both came out at the same time. (laughs) So yeah, but uh, they're there. They're on the site. We'll have the links in the show notes on the pens. There's only about 200 left out of the 600. And if they keep getting run over by the post office, Mike, they might go quicker than that. Um, I think it's fine because it's the, uh, it is the holiday season, right? So you can ask people <laughs> for lots of things and they'll be good with it. Um, that, that, so I think that's fine, but yeah, unless the post office gets involved and then they just like lose it or destroy it. Yeah. I think I'm on like, I think I'm like up to four now, maybe five, five destroyed isometrics. Yeah. You put a great picture on Instagram. Of like, <laughs> it's it's almost like a body horror type scenario. <laughs> it's, it is yeah, it's bad. just I feel super bad. Like people who, yeah, I I just feel bad because people like email me like immediately like, oh my god, what do we do? I'm like, what do you mean? What do we do? I'm gonna send you a new pen. They're like worried that they're not gonna get the pen, but you know, pretty soon, you know, I definitely hold some back, you know, until everything gets shipped, and I'm very very confident that. <laughs> Everyone's has arrived safe and sound, but the rate of destruction by the postal service this holiday season has taught me a lesson. Um, there is much less uh, care in the system this time of year, as you alluded to. Yep, because they're just pumping things out, right? Like th- this is the time. Yep, yep. All right. Speaking of the holidays and Christmas gifts, Mike, what do you have for me today? <laughs> so this comes from Rich Sticks uh, on Instagram. Photos of the Tiffany Sharpie and the pencil and the other related pen things. Just continuing <laughs> this uh, trend, I just thought I will put these in the show notes so people could see um, some some photos from a Tiffany store <laughs> of I these products. Clicked, I just clicked on the ruler photo. Yeah. So it's a six inch ruler and Rich Sticks did like, he's doing like the markup on the, his little commentary on the pictures, the ruler, the, the highlight on it says $75 an inch. <laughs> that That's is fantastic. awesome. That's fantastic. So there you go. Oh this my is God. what they look like. So, uh, thanks to Rich Sticks for being our man on the ground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had, we had another one too. Um, our friend Mark Dw- Mark Dwight at Rickshaw Bag Works. He sent me this long email with all these pictures. He went to the Tiffany store in San Francisco and he said, I want, he asked them to see the pen and he opened it up and looked at it. And he said, you know, he was laughing just like we were. And he went home and ordered a Sherpa for it. And I think I'm just going to have to get a Sherpa. Um, they're like 30, 30 to $40. They cover up the Sharpie pen. I just need to get one to say, so I have like my, my Tiffany pen, my Tiffany Sharpie, you know, because I have oh, all I've these, never pen seen these before. So this is like, you know, that's a fantastic name, Sherpa. So this is just yeah. a cover for, for, oh man, they do some sweet ones. Like, uh, they do the, uh, the, what's that movie? The, sh- is it the shining with the, with the carpet? Mm-hmm. They have the like carpet, one of those uh, pattern. Yeah, yeah, sure. They have that. That looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're really cool. They've always been very popular. They don't fit a lot of pens, but they fit some popular, very specific pens. Like the one that I've linked to in our show notes is the Sharpie specific one, but they have other ones for like Uniball Vision and some other pens that you can easily put in some refills too. So 
It has yeah. some if you're really looking for, nice designs. Like, they've like been retro 51 style kind of designs. You know what I mean? Like they have like limit, exactly. a bunch of limited editions and stuff. Yeah. Retro 51, uh, Acme Pen. Those are the things that they were, remind me of. Sherpa's right along those lines. Yeah, really cool. And it looks like a real real, real quality thing. So mm-hmm. I'll probably get one, one, one of these days. And uh, yeah. So I thought that was full, cool. The uh, the Tiffany Sharpie lives on, Mike, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see who gets one f- this holiday season in their in the, under the tree or in their it's stocking. Pretty pretty. <laughs> uh, that will definitely stuff a stocking. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about quality pens, let's talk about Pen Chalet. They have all of mm. the pens and brands and and things that you're looking for this holiday season. If you have somebody in your life who is a pen lover, you are that person. You probably know other people. Pen Chalet is the place to go to put those orders in. They have everything that you're looking for. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S. They also sell internationally with very reasonable and fast shipping, I have found. Um, when I've been shipping with Pen Chalet, they get that stuff out of the door. They do everything right, and I get it quicker than I would expect. I've been really impressed with the way that they get these things taken care of for people all over the world. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So take yourself over to penchalet.com. That is P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. You want to click that podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT. This way, you will get yourself a code that you will want to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. It cannot be a great discount like that, especially during the holidays. So you get 10% on anything at Pen Chalet when you go to the special uh, area, when you click that podcast link at the top of the website, use the password PENADDICT. And you will also get your hands on this week's special offer, which is a fancy and secret discount on the Pelican Ooh. M200 Smoky Quartz pens. Now, we're going to be talking about some Pelican stuff later on, mm-hmm. but you cannot go wrong with this design. No, this is a great design. It's kind of that, uh, I call it like a cognac brown with mm-hmm. a gold trim. It was made to match their their Smoky Quartz limited edition Edelstein Ink of the Year. And it's just a really good looking pen. It's a really good price. Um, so I can't say the price, but it's really good. Um, and it's fountain pens, ballpoints. There's Straight also up, can I that, talk about that just real quick? That that price, um, because you get the pen and ink. By the way, like it's a combo on the fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That price, if you don't have a Pelican, you should get it. Like that yeah, is a that's fantastic a really good price. price. And yeah, I I like the size. I have a two hundred five, so it's similar in size. Um, I think this is an excellent deal. Yep. So the other deals they have, can I talk about the Monteverde deal? Yeah. So there is a buy two, get one free Monteverde bottled ink. Mm -hmm. In the past, that may not have struck anyone's fancy, but Monteverde has redone their inks completely and they do some really, really cool stuff. It's kind of a no brainer type of situation. Buy two, get the third bottle free. And these are 30 milliliter bottles and they're not very expensive to begin with. Eight bucks. So it's a good way. Yeah. So, so it's a good way to play around. dollars you can get three colors of ink. Like that's not, that's nothing to, to sneeze at. <laughs> no. And they're, they're really good inks. Like the reviews on the new Monteverde stuff has been fantastic. So a couple more things that fall in kind of like the stocking stuffers. Maybe you want to sneak something into a non- pen lovers stocking just kind of see what they think um ron's got the monteverde tool um 
ballpoint pens, you know, the ones with like the ruler and, you know, kind of that neat, neat style that Monteverdi does. Those are half off. And the Lamy Tipo, which is a personal favorite of mine, not everyone likes it because it has a funky clip, but they're like, the price is... I don't get it. <laughs> it's one of those things where I didn't know that could happen. So, and it's a very inexpensive pen. Like for under eight bucks, you can get like a really cool rollerball pen from Lamy, and um, it's that's a great deal. So, thank you, Ron, for these wonderful offers this week. As always, thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so I want to talk about a new pen, which feels funny to say new about the Twisby Eco, but they're calling this one the Eco T, and T in this case meaning triangle, and triangle meaning that they molded the grip, the grip section. So the Twisby Eco, which we are very big fans of here at the Pen Addict, I love it. It's probably my favorite entry-level fountain pen to recommend to someone if they're willing to buy a bottle of ink as opposed to use a cartridge for like the Pilot Metropolitan or the Lamy Safari. Which can make it a whole different world of introduction. Like if I'm introducing somebody that, I th- that I'm pretty sure is going to go down this rabbit hole, I say, get this one, find an ink that you like, and then go for it. Right, like, but but it is. Mm-hmm. You're asking for a bigger investment, not just financially, but just like you have to get over the fear of filling a fountain pen, which is a real yep. thing when you've never done it before. Absolutely, it took me a while. Uh-huh. It took me a long time. I just thought it was going to be a challenge and a mess, and and know, I was going to get it wrong and which, ruin the carpet. Yeah, and yeah. it's a thing. It's just totally not the case. So this is kind of that pen that gets you over the hump. Yep. So the the T. Where the Eco had, it didn't have any really much of a grip section. It was essentially round. It had like maybe a little ridge at the bottom of the section. This one has a triangle shape in the grip section. If you look at it just visually, it's hard to see because it's all clear, but you can kind of see the angles there. It's subtle. It's not a very They really could have done a better job of photographing this for their website. I think. Well, you, yeah. Well, you can't see it. They did a mock-up where they turned the section gray, and you could actually see the changes. And even then, when you could see that, and I looked for that picture, I couldn't find it again to put it in the show notes. Even then, there was very little difference. It's just a subtle, subtle little bump right in between where your fingers traditionally go. For me, who has a very traditional grip, it's wonderful. But I'm also someone who can use the Lamy Safari because that's how my grip works, right? It's nowhere near as severe of a molded grip section as the Safari. It's kind of, it's noticeable, but it's also barely there. Like you've, it really just kind of molds into your hand. You don't even see it unless you have kind of like a crossover grip where your index finger or a middle finger would be coming across the top of the pen. Then you might feel it. You know, along those lines, they changed the cap design to kind of go along with the theme a little bit. It's kind of a rounded triangle shape, rounded edge triangle shape. Yeah, I can see that. Um, as opposed to just, you know, the standard round barrel on the Eco. But it's it's hardly noticeable from a standard Eco. You can feel it a little bit in the section. Um, so I, I their copy on the pin pay on the product page it says the eco t has a slightly more pronounced grip section to help with learning correct writing posture for kids new enthusiasts and anyone who likes a bit more structure to the grip area 
cap and end cap also has a rotary triangular shape design. I love it. I, like, I don't have is, one, right? This but is one like, of my favorite pens. I know how good the Eco is. This makes it better for a lot of people for the use that they created the pen for. It's entry level, right? right? Like this is perfect. This is, the, this is, you know, this could quickly become a pen that you give to kids in school. Right, this could mm-hmm. quick, you know, like that. That is what these grip designs are for. Like, you know, you get those little rubber doodads, right, that go around mm-hmm. the grip and help you grip. Like, that's what this is. And creating a pen that is that is made to do that, built right in, like that's fantastic. It's a great idea. It's it's a really really good fit for this product. Yeah. So as much, you know, as I have recency bias for new products, naturally, I mean, naturally, this is way better than every other one that they've put out. And I loved it when they launched the white one. I raved about the lime green one when they came out. Mm-hmm. This one's the best for me because of the colors. I like the blue and the red. You know, that's that's my color my color scheme anyway, right? With my 3D looking pens and mm-hmm. other things like that. So I, I just adore this pen. I think it's going to do really, really well because it's not as extreme as the Safari. And that's like a, that's a compliment in the grip section. Um, it's almost to the point of unnecessary, right? They could have just made a singular pen. It's like, why does the Eco have to be split up into two? Like, this could should have just been the Eco, but I mean, I don't know what goes into those decisions. But uh, yeah, I, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't have one. I will be on the lookout for one, right? Like, this would probably be something that I would pick up at a show. Um, so I have it because it looks great. Mm-hmm. I love the colors, right? Like you, I really love the colors. Uh, and I would not mind having another one of these. I'm a big fan, and this looks like a really nice addition. Yeah, so I went to go grab one of the original Ecos so I could take some comparison pictures, and I think I've given them all away. Like, it's such a cool pen, like, I give them. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've sent, like, the new ones. I've sent them to, like, everyone who writes for the Pen Addict probably has an Eco from me, and I know I've given one or two other ones away. So I, I couldn't find... A standard eco this morning to take some comparison <laughs> shots but it's really like the biggest difference you'll see in the picture is the shape of the cap the end of the cap <laughs> that's that's the only thing to to compare photography wise because it's really hard to get those clear sections as you said in their their photography it's hard to show the shaping of the molding of the section so it's, it's i yeah i'm i'm on hype train on that pen it's gonna do really really well and uh you know, I, I love the color. Hopefully there's orange and purple in our future. That's that's <laughs> all my only hope now. So all right, we're gonna we're gonna keep the talk about beauty, but we're gonna step it up a notch or twenty right here, Mike. The Pelican M eight oh five Ocean Swirl we've talked about more than once, I believe. But now that they have shown up it's even better than I thought it was going to look because it looks different than what I think the early marketing showed it to be. I think it's way more detailed in the swirl pattern and it's absolutely stunning. I, I like I'm, we're going to talk about this later. Like I'm trying to not spend that kind of money on pins. It's hard to avoid this one. It's so good looking. And I've got a lot of friends that are sending me pictures like, hey, look at this. Look what I got. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that looks so good. So what do you think about these pictures now that they're actually out there in the wild? 
Do you have any good examples of some photos like to try and show people? I mean, I was look, I was going for my Instagram yeah, stories I today, and I think it was Aziza. She was showing hers mm-hmm. off, and mm-hmm. it's like a fifty-fifty pen. It's like in four quarters, and each of the, like two of the quarters that like they're opposite each other show the blue swirl, and the other two are just pure black, just like plain black. So like mm. as you're turning it around, the pen is changing color. And I was like, oh boy, it looked, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looked really good. Like it isn't, at least in some instances, it isn't just the solid swirly blue color the whole way around. Um, mm-hmm. It Yeah, it was really, really, really nice. I, I liked it a lot, a lot. Yeah, so Dan, at, uh, Dan Smith at the Nib Smith, he has the, his page is good because he has the stock Pelican picture. And I think the reality picture looks completely different. So he has kind of all three on his screen. And what I thought it was going to look like from Pelican's marketing, I don't think it looks anything like it at all. And it might look better. It's much more detailed, much more going on than I could see in their marketing. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy pen. I want to see one in person to you know, make that judgment myself, but, and I'm, I'm not going to buy one because I don't want to spend that kind of money, but man, they Pelican continues to impress in my book. Oh yeah. These, these pictures on the Nibsmith are very different. Yeah. So you can see the marketing picture below, right? It looks yeah. like a subtle swirl pattern. And for lack of a better term, the reality picture is a more aggressive swirl pattern. I don't know what the, the type of description is, to the, the proper words are for that. But it, it looks completely different than any marketing materials I thought. And all the pictures I'm seeing look like Dan's pictures of what the real pen looks like. It looks awesome. I, I, I love it. Yeah, okay. I found uh, on Aziz's Instagram, I found a, like a video of her like turning mm-hmm. her pen and you can mm-hmm. see the difference in it. And it's very interesting to see. Like, she, she does a good job of, like, she puts the cap on in a weird way, so, like, it breaks up the color. Oh, cool. And you can see the color change. That I mean, but it seems like it's, like, kind of inconsistent as to what you're going to get. I mean, I would want mine to look like this, where there is, like, a like clear a- color difference. Like, mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is an interesting-looking pen. But... It is one of those types of pens that if I was ever going to buy it, which I probably won't, but if I was ever going to buy it, uh, I would want to uh, see it in person so I could like make sure that it looked the way I wanted it to look. Because it seems like that there is interesting inconsistencies of it. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be some variants. Like I yeah. hadn't seen that picture from Aziza and it looks very different from some of the pictures other pictures i've seen which mm-hmm. all look different from the original marketing pictures yep. i don't think the original marketing marketing pictures are even valid compared no. to what it looks like in reality it doesn't look so. anywhere in my opinion anywhere near as good like the marketing pictures do not look as good very yeah, interesting very and i thought the marketing pictures at the time looked amazing i was like i'm gonna be interested in this pen and it looks even better honestly oh man did you see oscar's pictures oh no oh yeah so like this thing yeah. is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the the depth and the, I don't know, compactness of the material and the swirl 
it's completely different from the marketing picture, but it's better in my book. Yeah, I like love this pen. Oscar's pictures, again, in the show notes, show very different looks mm-hmm. on the details mm-hmm. of this pen. And he has, looks looks like solid color the whole way around. This is a wild pen. This is really yeah. weird. I'd like to know more about it. Like, why is why does it look the yeah. way it looks? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll want to be checking these out. You know, hopefully uh, Pelicans, even though they're limited... They don't. They must make a ton of them. They don't sell out very quickly in general. And even if they do, you're there's enough of them to where you can find a friend with one or see one at a show. Yeah. from someone. So this is one I want to take a look at. It's not. It's not on the shopping list. Um, yet. Uh, <laughs> yet. Um, so we'll we'll talk about shopping lists and pin shows and and all that stuff later. But we we have some pretty uh, deep follow up mm. on on our friend Tony Scullenbreen's question. So I gave him grief when we talked about his, his question, uh, the way he presented it to me, considering, you know, I think, you know, Tony and I are friends and he just wrote this very super generic email. And I was joking on the show. I was like, Hey, you know, maybe he should have started like, Hey, how's the family? So he wrote me, he did, he did correct that. He said, Hey, I didn't want to jump the line on the ask TPA. So how's the family? <laughs> that was it. So it was it was very good. So Tony's a great dude. So his issue he was having is he's a lawyer who's on the go a lot and is constantly taking depositions or notes, you know, from prisons or in courtrooms and just constant note taking, you know, 30 pages a day is the norm. And he wanted to be able to get that. And he likes handwriting. So he wants and he's fine handwriting. He can handwrite all the notes he needs fast enough, but he needs those to be digitized in a quicker fashion than say scanning or any other type of process type driven, you know, uh, workflow. I got several emails and pretty much all of them said live scribe that that's the way to go. It works flawlessly. Technically it's great. You know, here are the issues and, all the issues are the same. So all the pros and all the cons were the same from all these emails. I'll just give you, I'll read one of the shorter ones. It says, I use the Livescribe system extensively throughout my PhD. This was a few years ago now, so I'm sure it's only gotten better. But even then, it was almost magical how well it worked. The other great feature is that it can simultaneously record audio while you're writing. You can then go back later, tap the pen on a word, and hear exactly what was being spoken when you wrote that word. I'm not sure if Audio recording would be allowed in a trial, but it's a great feature for those that can use it. All the emails were the same. You know, they were, it works great. It works great. It works great. The downside is you're locked into their system. Mm. So you have to use their pen. Okay. The refills, I think, are D1. So you can swap that out. Oh, okay. That's good. I think I need I need to double check that. I started to look at that and then I got distracted this morning. <laughs> I started going through all the Livescribe uh, products. The biggest kicker in my book and maybe for Tony is the paper. I think that's my biggest problem. Like I could spend the money on the pen, but to have to keep using the paper, it's very expensive. Like twenty five bucks a crack for someone like Tony who's using 30 pages a day, I think that's kind of a, I think that might be a kicker. That's so, very yeah, expensive. It's too much. So it's, it's pay, it has to be paper and pen. 
yeah, because of the background of the page and the way the camera is reading things, that's how the system's made to work. So I have a pen from uh, Wacom, Wacom that Wacom. you yeah. can use any paper and it digitizes into their app. So I'll have to play around with that more and see if that's a better option. You still have to use the pen and their refill, but you can use your own paper. Livescribe, I believe you have to use their paper. And it's you can get 200 pages for 25 bucks. I mean, for a normal person, I mean, it's expensive, but okay. For Tony, it's probably very expensive for, you know, what he would have to go to. Like, they have A4 grid notebooks, you know. 160 pages, 25 bucks. Okay, so the chat room saying you can print your own live scribe paper. Maybe that's an option since you can since you're using a ballpoint or a gel pen anyway, depending on the refill, the copier paper would be fine if you can print with whatever format live scribe uses. Maybe that's something Tony could look into. Right, cuz I assume that what they're doing is like there's some sort of codes or lines or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But according to my inbox, <laughs> the live scarab reviews were glowing. Actually, have me tempted. Like I wouldn't do it because I don't. It would be worthless in my hands. But the amount of positive recommendations for the live scribe, and I even told Tony that yeah, we're going to talk about it. But you should go ahead and start researching live scribes because that's every answer I've gotten. The only differing answer I got was. What about the Microsoft Surface? And I don't know what Tony's digital setup's like, but let me read this email. Since I heard Tony's questions on this week's episode about digital writing where he mentioned he didn't like the Apple Pencil. Full disclosure, I do work at Microsoft, but I'm recommending this on my own initiative in the hopes it'll help him out. The issue I've had, and presumably Tony has, with the Apple Pencil it is that it's very frictionless and has almost no give, which I find makes for a strange writing sensation. The Surface Pen instead has a little bit of friction and some give in the nib, which gives it a different feel when writing. I don't think either is objectively superior, and it's a question of personal preference, but to anyone who doesn't like the sensation of the Apple Pencil, I would encourage them to try a Surface and see if they like it better. So um, I emailed Alex back, who wrote this email, and they said that I asked him about the Moleskine integration to the Windows 10 platform. And Alex said that they hadn't been able to try that out yet, but OneNote seems to handle everything that Alex needed from, you know, writing, from a writing perspective, digitizing it and having it in one place to go search that uh, OneNote is something to look at. So I thought that was a good option as well. And, you know, I haven't seen anyone really mention the surface or if they have an experience just from a pure writing perspective. Um and and I don't know what Tony's digital setup is like, so I don't know if that's what uh, would work for him or not. But that's I think that's another pretty good option to look at. Have you ever have you ever gotten to try the Surface Pen? Never on a Surface. No. Yeah, I just haven't had that opportunity. So I need to try that one day and see what it's like because I think it could be interesting. All right. So yeah, live scribe. Like I told Tony, I said start researching them because I'm not getting any many other answers other than live scribe. And yes, it actually works. Is is all the feedback that I've gotten. So very cool. All right, Mike, tell me something that I'm going to put on my Christmas list when we're done with the show. 
<laughs> Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Away. Away are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers. This is why they've made smart premium suitcases for under $300, so your luggage doesn't have to cost more than your plane ticket. What do you need most when you're traveling? If you're anything like me, you need battery. This is why both of their Away's carry-ons feature USB ports of a battery inside that is large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge, so you will never be without battery when you're traveling. Away bags and accessories are the perfect gifts for the holiday season because they have their lifetime guarantee and 100-day trial. So you can try it out with a no-questions-asked return policy, free shipping on any order in the lower 48 states of the US. You have 100 days to actually try the thing, use the thing, and if it's not right for you, you can return it to Away. No questions asked. And their lifetime guarantee is that if anything breaks, they'll fix or replace your case for life. That is there for you forever, for as long as you're using this thing. You can go to awaytravel.com slash penaddict right now and browse all of their suitcases that are made with premium German polycarbonate, which is super strong and has great impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight. There is a perfect size and color for anyone, for whoever you're trying to, buy a gift for this holiday season or maybe you could even grab an away gift card if the you or they can't make up their mind there are over mm. 10 colors and five sizes to choose from they have the carry-on and the bigger carry-on the medium and the large and they also have the kids carry-on now as well for the smaller travelers out there away cut out the middleman so you can get first class luggage at coach prices uh, I love the uh, compression system that they have it's a patent pending compression system in fact which is great mm. If you're in an overpacker, along with four 360-degree spinner wheels, their carry-ons are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, whilst maximizing the amount that you can pack. They have TSA combination locks built in, and one of my favorite features: the removable washable laundry bag. So when you're in the hotel and you have some clothes that you know just need to be washed, right? You're done. You've worn your clothes. You can just put them in this bag. You just throw them straight in the bag. Zip the bag up when you're done. Put it back in the case, and then when you get home, you can just take all of the dirty clothes, dump them straight in the hamper, and you all the clean clothes that maybe you didn't use you could just put them back in the wardrobe and it's all separated real nice it's fantastic so travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone to find out more go to awaytravel.com slash penaddict and if you use the code penaddict to check out you'll get 20 dollars off any of their suitcases that is awaytravel.com slash penaddict and code penaddict for 20 dollars off thank you so much to away for their support of this show and relay fm so i keep getting asked what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? And my stock answer is, I don't know. You know, if I need something throughout the year, I usually buy it. And outside of stationary, my needs are pretty slim. I've been shopping for the away suitcase. And now that they have gift cards, that might be like a thing I can say, Hey, get me end up with a group of gift cards for away. Then go pick out the bag I want. So I think, mm-hmm. I think we might have a winner, Mike. <laughs> I think we might have a winner. All right. I got a strange email just yesterday in ye old Penatic inbox. You can get me hello at penatic.com for all your Penatic questions like this one from Sarah in Italy. I'm writing to you because I am commissioned to do a research on a product design and I chose the ballpoint pen jellyfish by Jerem Koo. For this reason, I'm trying to get as much information as possible, and I would like to ask if you know anything about this pen, any website or books, or particular characteristics about it, the company that joined the designer during the production of the pen, if it's available in the market, etc. I hope that it's possible for you to answer any of these questions. 
I had never heard of this pin. I actually I thought is like, is this kind of like a scam email at first? Like, is someone trying to sell me some weird pin? And it's not. It's a project by Jerem Koo. The pin's name is Jellyfish. And she sent a link to the Behance project page. And this pin won a Red Dot Award in 2015, which is a design award. But it was a concept award. So it's not a product award like a lot of the stationary products I get from Japan are Red Dot Award winners in various design categories. This one is a concept pin, like a concept car, if you will, right? It's wildly cool. Like the the description, the one sentence description is a ballpoint pen whose ink tube works as an operating system. <laughs> I mean, that's a little a little much, but the design of the pen takes a standard long skinny ballpoint refill and weaves it through this tube and it has I guess a the look of a jellyfish it's clear you can see the innards I'm completely taken with this pen Mike I don't think it ever made it to production it was a concept um project and I haven't been able to find anything outside of it outside of this project it was back in 2015 so it's been a while if anyone knows anything about this pen, if it ever came to fruition, I googled and searched everywhere. I couldn't find anything on it. If this exists somewhere, I'd like to know because I want one. It looks really interesting. So when you look at the product page, you see this curve out of the pen. That's its actual, excuse me, the curve out of the refill. That's the actual retractable mechanism. Like I think it might drive me insane the way it works but it's very cool at the same time so you actually have to press the curvature of the refill to extend the tip of the pen so it's pretty wild it's a very simple yet unique and complex project i'm going to keep looking for this <laughs> if anyone has any ideas on this pen i actually just found the the red dot uh link to the pen so let me see if they have anything uh, no, they don't really have any anything other than it won this concept award, which is uh, pretty cool. So, Sarah, I'm sorry I don't have any answers for you, but you opened my eyes to a really, really cool product. And if somehow this came to life somewhere, we'll see if we can find it, and I will let you know. So, what what do you think about this pen, Mike? How many do you need? Um, I think I can see why this <laughs> didn't become a product. <laughs> right. Because That's it would fair. be incredibly uncomfortable to use. Because you would have to be applying constant pressure to that one specific area of the pen to stop it from retracting, yeah. right? And what do we what do we all do when we write? Move our hands around all the time. We twist twist the yeah. pen. I mean lot. that that I think that's why this isn't a real product. It's a very beautiful idea. It is one of those like you know, you can see why why it won design awards because it is mm -hmm. boiling the essence down of what a pen requires to function to its purest form, right? Like it mm -hmm. still retracts, but there is nothing except the pressure of a human and a and to the pen. Like that's all it is. So you can see why, right. but like it would hurt because you would be pushing down, and also like 
jamming your fingers into the hole, <laughs> right? So you'd have, right. be like, right. every time you use this pen, you'd have your your you'd have like ridges in your finger, right? So yep. you can see why it didn't get made, but it is a very beautiful concept. Mm-hmm. That's why people like concept cars so much, right? Yeah, it's, it's like they're really cool, but it's super impractical. But you know, maybe we can take one thing away from this. Yep, there's something that to might. Learn. That might something that might be something down the line, but I, I just thought this was really cool. You know, I love seeing things that I've never seen before like this. And um, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever be able to find this in production. But hey, if for some reason we do, let me know. It'd be cool. I'm gonna get you into pencils, Mike, and the one I'm gonna do it with, I think, <laughs> is the new Blackwing 16.2. It's the latest volumes release. Mm-hmm. It's the Ada Lovelace edition, who was, I guess the best way to put it is it was a visionary. Like, she was a mathematician. She understood things and concepts that people in the 1800s could not grasp. She was so far ahead of everyone, and she's actually kind of considered um, the the quote they, they, t- they tied to her when, when describing what her her life's work was or what she kind of is known as is the prophet of the computer age. Like even in the 1800s, like she had this mathematical bent that allowed her to do work that no one else could do. So Blackwing made this edition called 16.2 and it's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. Like I, this is the best edition they've done in well over a year. I've liked most of their recent editions this one is off the charts to me from a design, a style, a story. Um, I've already gone ahead and ordered extra ones because I want to give them to my kids so I can tell them the story of Ada Lovelace and maybe we can research her and learn about her some more because she seems super interesting. Like I knew the name, you know, just from, you know, things I've read or in passing, but I didn't know the story and the story behind her looks fantastic. And what Blackwing did with this pencil um, it's from a design perspective. I l- love everything about it. It's a, it's just a stock white barrel with a matte finish and silver printing. I love the ferrule is black matte. That looks really cool. And then a white eraser. Like it's a simple, simple pencil, but beautiful. It tells a great story. It actually has on the back side of the pen pencil, which you can't really see unless you put it in the right light, a stamping of the binary pattern of Ada's initials. So it's just really detailed in a very subtle way that you'd look at and go, oh, it's a black and white pencil. But I just think this is everything that I want in a Blackwings Volumes edition, right? Technically, story-wise, you know, usability. I think this one is just about perfect uh, as far as I'm concerned if i could get you some of these pencils would you sharpen one and use it yeah of course i would because it's wonderful (laughs) like it really is wonderful i I think it is beautiful and interesting um especially the printing that they've done on it yeah i i really really like this design a lot i think this is a really really excellent job from them it looks beautiful it Mm -hmm. look it's Mm -hmm. thoughtful and well made 
Uh, I, I, looking at this, I mean, they they've had pretty good success so far with these, but Blackwing they turn it up a notch with this one, and I wonder if this is their new direction because this is interesting and complex in many different ways, mm. and I'm wondering mm. if if that is like not necessarily a one-off but like is is this what they're going for now or did they just really have some excellent ideas and things they wanted to do with this one we'll see but this is this is them going turning it up they're in a new gear now yeah i mean 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. i I don't know what else to say about this pencil it's that good and it's this one has separated itself like the 211 did which was just in looks alone, basically. I mean, it was definitely, you know, nature-related and John Muir and, you know, that whole thing. But this one's different in the story, in the feel, and the execution, I believe. This is something else. I am very impressed with this pencil. On top of that, they, they being Blackwing, they offered volume subscribers, speaking of the 211, they did a commemorative Cal Cedar Centennial pencil. So I want your thoughts on this, Mike. It's at the bottom of the 16.2 page that I put in the show notes. You have to scroll all the way down. So this is kind of an answer. I know Johnny and Tim and Andy at Erasable have been pining for a repeat of the 211, which was the wood um, barrel, just like kind of the unfinished barrel cedar barrel of the pencil and do some different things with it like this one has green stamping gold ferrule green eraser looks awesome and i i mean i ordered i ordered my two boxes of them because i'm a subscriber how do you feel about this pencil being available to subscribers only like do you think that is a thing i think that's a good idea like for a couple of different reasons like a commemorative thing really is wanted by the most devout fans. Mm-hmm. And those people will probably tend to be subscribers. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Like, if something's going to yeah. be in limited supply, offer it first to these customers in the same way that you might offer something first to a mailing list. Or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I, I have no personally right. I have no problem with it. Yeah, I don't either. And you know, it's a benefit as a subscriber, as someone who puts money up front to support a thing, you gain extra benefits. Mm-hmm. That's why you do that's why you choose to subscribe or you choose not to subscribe. So I don't really have an issue with that. Um and I think the 16.2 is better looking than this one. <laughs> I just, it's a really good looking pencil. I like the original 211 better. I like these. I'll use these, but I'm, I don't know. I'm just so excited about the 16.2. I just, I can't contain myself. It's a really, really good pencil. So I just wanted to throw in that uh, centennial conversation in there because it's a good looking pencil. It's something the community has been asking for, especially in the erasable group. Like that's something they've really wanted as an additional stock item for Blackwing. This still isn't a stock item. It's still a special run, but maybe it's going to be the annual subscriber edition is going to come in this style and in different colors, things like that. So it's very cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. So this 
pencil launch, the 16.2 and the Centennial. And my purchasing of extra pencils that I don't need necessarily, but I have plans for, got me into thinking about my pen purchasing. And I haven't really bought any pens like to speak of and since the San Francisco Pen Show. Um, I think the only one was maybe the Thomas Hall Franklin Kristoff. I could be missing something. And like the Pelican Ocean Swirl in the past, I might have just like jumped and bought, right? Like I'm really have this feeling that I'm going to be reining in my purchases next year from big ticket pens. Like I kind of, I'm really good on what I have and, you know, I need to use that or sell them and get, you know, sell five pens and buy one pen kind of thing, something like that. So I sent this out on Twitter last night. I said, for someone who's on a self-imposed pen buying moratorium, I sure did buy a lot of pencils today. And I guess my point in that is saying that I still love the $2 pencil or the $3 pen or the the inexpensive notebook almost more than I necessarily love or have to have like the five or $600 singular pen. And one of the responses I got was from Jim on Twitter. He said, 2017 is my year-long pen buying moratorium. I bought a lot of ink and notebooks and actually use my existing fountain pens more than ever before. Now, I couldn't do that, right? I will buy pens next year. I am in the business of reviewing pens, so I will get a lot of pens next year. So even if I said I wasn't going to buy them, I will certainly have a lot of new pens next year. So I could never pull something off like this. I wonder if anyone else is thinking along the same lines as Jim to committing to not purchasing a new any new pens and using more what they have. And we always talk about the concept of thinning the herd, and I think that's always a good practice. And I haven't been uh, living up to that practice in the past year or two. I've been more acquiring instead of refining. And while I won't go as far as Jim, I think 2018 might be the year of refinement for me. What do you think about these thoughts? I'm not going to stop. Um, I have no plans for that. Uh, but I think I could do a better job of selling some stuff and uh, I might start mm-hmm. doing that more, uh, especially because Edina really seems to enjoy eBay. Um, so we might do some of that. I might do some private sales or some stuff that I have. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see. I, I don't know what I have that I would be willing to sell that people would want to buy. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't really know if I have a good sense on what that might be. Uh, but it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Just as I'm like, some of my storage is like, it's not getting full, but like things are starting to overlap, which is suggesting to me that I have too much in there. And especially when I look into my storage and there's like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm never going to use some <laughs> of these pens ever again, right? Sure. Like I just know it. Like there's just stuff in there that I'm not interested in using. So I think it might be time to to... To, to start thinning things out that way mm-hmm. because I have no intention of like specifically slowing down my purchases. I don't, I don't have an intention right. for that. 
you know like ideally i would like to make some large ticket item purchases in 2018 like some stuff that i've been holding off on um so i don't i don't have an, any intention to to curb it but maybe i could do some stuff to bring some funds in for mm-hmm. stuff that's just sitting there gathering dust yeah and i think this is a topic we'll approach more next year it's something i want to look at and focus on and you know get enjoyment from and refining the whole process you know it's been a very very good learning process throughout all these years and sometimes part of that process is you know figuring out what you like and what you mm-hmm, don't like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. keeping the ones you do and don't like it you know it's nothing new nothing novel but it's always interesting when someone you know like jim mentions you know how he did it last year it's like i just didn't do it i used i cut myself off from pens and buying new ones and used all the ones that I have. I bought ink and paper to scratch that itch, but I held off on the pens and I think that's admirable. And, you know, yeah, I think it depends who just bought four boxes of pencils. Well, last yeah, night, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I just think that this depends on what your tastes are. Like for me, if I couldn't buy, if I was saying to myself, Oh, I'm not going to buy any new pens, then I wouldn't have any joy from it. Cause I, I don't right. get the same level of joy from paper and ink. Like it's the pens that right. I like the most. Right. And I mean, there are many, you know, there are many like subsets of this hobby, but like for me, it is the new pen. That's, that's kind of, I like the acquisition of the new pen. That's my, mm-hmm. that's my bent, right? Like that's what I am interested in the most. So right. that I, if I stop doing that, then I take away my joy from this hobby. Right. And the, the place I am and the place I've really always been is, I'm as excited about this Twisby Eco T almost more so than the Pelican Ocean Swirl. Yeah, it doesn't I'm not, right? it doesn't need to be a $300 pen every single time. But it, something I I was super excited about the R2D2 cross pen. It's still, yeah, still sitting yeah. on my desk. I love it. Like it's it's a great little pen that I love the design of and I'm really happy about. Like it it doesn't yep. have to be my custom sean newton pen right it can mm-hmm. be anything right and again it's like this pro gear i mean okay it's 200 dollars, but it's not 900 and i'm just like right. dying about how much i love this thing so yeah it it, it there is there it, you know there are differences in there it doesn't it's not necessarily the most expensive is the best uh mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm not interested in like making a conscious effort to cut that down right now. That's just not where I am right now. Yep, exactly. All right. So we have a bunch of Ask TPA. I'm actually going to follow up on this conversation later in the Ask TPA, but let's talk about another one of our good friends before we get into it. All right. Today's final sponsor is Blue Apron. You know all about Blue Apron. They're the number one recipe delivery service with the freshest ingredients. And you can get $30 off your first delivery with free shipping just by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system in the process. They set the very highest standards for their ingredients to build a community of home chefs. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes, fresh, high-quality ingredients, so you can make home-cooked meals in 45 minutes or less. 
Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week. You can pick two, three, or four recipes, meaning there is an option for every family schedule. And Blue Apron only sends non-GMO ingredients. The meat has no added hormones. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card, and all of their ingredients are pre-portioned. Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook, or they'll make it right. This isn't just food that you're getting. You are getting skills. Trust me on this. When you are following these recipe cards a couple of times a week, you're going to learn new things about ingredients you didn't know before. You're going to lose new, learn new skills. You're going to learn like how long does it take to cook such and such thing on my oven, right? You're going to learn stuff like this, which you can apply to whenever you're in front of the stove. The Blue Apron menu changes every week based on what's in season. Upcoming meals include sheet pan roasted pork with full vegetables and creamy maple mustard, chili butter steaks and lemon parmesan broccoli and potatoes, or maybe even creamy tomato pasta with mushroom and collard greens. Blue Apron is treating you, our dear listeners, to their first dinner, a $30 value, with $30 off your first delivery and free shipping. So you will get $30 off your first delivery of free shipping with Blue Apron. Just go to blueapron.com slash penaddict right now to take advantage of that. And you'll check out this week's menu. Get $30 off for free shipping once more at blueapron.com slash penaddict. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, so we have quite the varied amount of Ask TPA. And this first one, I'm going to need some help on from the chat room and from listeners. Because it's a really good question and something that people think about a lot. And it's from the Rostra. I've developed an affinity for pens with longer sections. For example, the nineteen, the Franklin Christoph thirty-one, and Peyton's Ranga Zayante. Can you recommend Japanese pens with long sections? Are there any references that list fountain pens by section length? There's got to be. I, I'm thinking there is for section length, but in general, the fountain pens from Japan that I use, Pilot, Sailor, Platinum. I'll kind of have normal length sections. They're not short. They're not long. They don't really tend to get in the way. Some have less of a step at the cap and threading than others. My Aboya pen has a decently long section, so that may be one to look at. But, you know, I don't know exactly what that answer is. You know, the chat room says the Pilot E95, but... That's a small pen. I have a feeling based on the love of the Franklin Christoph 31 and the Ranga, you're looking for a larger pen. So the the E95 may be too short. So this is a tough question. I don't have a great answer. I'll have to check if my Aboya is longer than any of my other Japanese pens. But there's not one standout for me. So I will follow up on this one with you from the Rostra. All right, Bijou wants to know, any plans to introduce new seed colors in the nearest future, or are you just focusing on getting all the sizes out right now? It's definitely all the sizes out right now. The A5 is next, but by next, I mean probably January at this point, which as you can tell, I'm frustrated with, but that's just how the manufacturing cycle goes. They will be in the same colors that are available now. And then the Traveler's Notebooks will be after that in the same colors, the steel color and the lilac color. The way we manufacture, we have to buy 
such large quantities of fabric that we have to commit to a very large color run. So it's not easy for us to switch up um, as quickly on color since we since we operate that way. So that's just kind of how we have to do it to sustain like a decent amount of inventory. So there will be new colors eventually, but it might be this time next year kind of thing, right? So we have these whole this whole colorway and all these sizes to go through and then we'll see what colors are next after that. We do have the next new color of Sinclair and Brasstown will be the next thing you see before even the seed A5 shows up. So that'll be Mandarin and Steel Gray. So that will be very cool. Good. How so, is all that going? I mean, it's going fine. It's just slow as always. You know. I it's one color at a time. You know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases. Next color. <laughs> you know, it just takes time. It's frustrating. Like it's a it's a twice a week call and conversation to figure out where we're at and what we're doing. So, you know, it just it's we're at the point now where it is what it is, mm-hmm. and we're going to try a couple. We have some ideas to do things a little bit differently in 2018. It's too early for me to say exactly what that is yet, but it's kind of you'll know it when you see it. We just want to do more and do more faster, and we're trying to figure out ways to do that um, because that would be, I mean, that's what we want to do. That's what's fun. That's what our customers want. But at the same time, we also have you know certain minimums and quantities we need to do to keep the pricing right and you know be successful with retailers and things like that so it's this whole balancing act and it's it's just it's never fast enough for me right but it's kind of we're to the point where we understand that now so we're going to try to work and work our best with that situation so it's all good stuff it's just crazy it's just always something (laughs) yeah What do you mean? What do you mean the factory has a day off? Mm. Not acceptable. <laughs> you know, even. it's un- it's unrealistic things like that. I'm just being funny. You know, it's you know. So yeah, but yeah, it's just manufacturing, man. It's hard. It is hard. All right, JL Moth or Mothy. More important than cake versus pie. What do you drink with it? Coffee or milk? So we're both team cake, Mike. You get a slice of cake. What are you drinking with it? Um, uh, probably milk. I think I'll be more inclined for milk than coffee. Mm-hmm. It depends. See, it all depends on the time of day, right? And like where <laughs> I am. Like for example, you know when I told you I last week I had that piece of pumpkin pie. I had it after dinner, so I had it with a glass of milk. But coffee yeah. is always good. Like if dep- It depends on the time I'm eating the cake. But if I'm having the coffee, the coffee's going to have milk in it. So there's always milk involved. Mm. So I would be cake and milk as well, even though I'm an avid coffee drinker any time of day, any temperature outside. I want milk with cake. It just seems like the right way to go. Mm. All right. As great as that question was, this was my favorite question from last week. No offense to any other questioners. <laughs> I, I just love this question. It's very simple. And it's another one. I'm really good at not answering these Ask TPAs, Mike. So <laughs> they're going to stop asking me before too long. This is from Diana Morganti. I want the color and patina of a copper pen without the smell. Am I dreaming? 
It seems like a holy grail yeah. type situation here. I, I think I think she's dreaming, you know, because I want the same thing too, and I've never been able to find find it. The closest I've come is the Kaveco Lilliput. The copper is less smelly, <laughs> if you will, and the more I use it, the less I notice it. But it's still there, you know. You can't avoid it. You can do a little better with brass, even though you don't get the amazing copper patina. You do get less of the smell, but it's still there. Um, my Y Studio brass brassing fountain pen and my Kaveco Lilliput fire blue, although I guess that's stainless. Um are my favorite metal pens with patina that don't smell as much, but neither one of them are copper. Copper is, I think, the smelliest. And I've never owned a copper pen that didn't. And it stinks. Well, (laughs) unintended pun right there. I was going to say it stinks because I want to use that beautiful copper pen, right? But they're generally way heavy and they're smelly. So... I don't have an answer for you other than to answer your question. Are you dreaming? And I think you might be, but we'll, we'll keep on the lookout. We'll, we'll see if we can find out, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be out there, but I think you have maybe some other options in brass that can give you a real nice weathered look with that limits the smell some. So we'll give that a shot. All right, Will, we're going to circle back to some of the Pelican talk from earlier. In the back of my mind lately, I've been debating a Pelican 400 versus 600 versus 800 for my first Pelican. Any thoughts on that? That's a tough question. Mine was the 400. I think the 600's the right answer. And I think the 800's amazing. <laughs> so how's that for a non-answer? I think the 600 is the sweet spot for... Everything good about a Pelican, you can get in the 600, the size, the nib, and everything. I think the 800 is a very special pen. It's larger, obviously, but the weight and feel and writing experience with an 800 is very different. But I think the 600 is the best all-around size. Um, I would skip the 400 just because if you're considering a 6 or 8, I don't think 400 is even a choice. Um, I would go with the 600. I think it's the best all-around size. It's the one I use the most. I think I only have one 800 now, and I like the size of the 600 better. I think I have two or three 600s. And even though I use my 800, I think the 600 is the sweet spot for me. But the 800 is very, very nice. <laughs> it's definitely a superior pen, but I think the 600 is the best of everything. And it's not, you know, you're not giving anything away by not going to the 800. I don't think, I think the 600 is amazing. So that's my personal thoughts. That's a very personal thing. I think with Pelicans. So ask, ask that question around and you'll probably get a few different answers, but I think the 600 is the, uh, is the answer. All right, last one from Michael. What pen shows will you be bringing Noct to in 2018? It's a very good question. 
So I will be in LA, but I'm working for Van Espen, so I'm not bringing the Knock Empire out west for that show. Atlanta's a definite. After that, I don't know. Even Chicago, Michael, I don't know because there's something else going on in my life that weekend. I may not be able to make it. I want to do Baltimore. I want to do St. Louis. I want to do D.C. and San Francisco. I don't know what I'm going to get to do just based on the life calendar. So I'm still working on that. You can count on Atlanta. And that's all I can guarantee you so far. But there'll be more news on that as we get into the early part of the year. And uh, we'll figure it out from there. What about you, Michael? What pin shows are you bringing Knock to in 2018? Uh. Atlanta. Yeah, that's about that's it. That's the only one I know I'm selling at. We, we're hoping to visit one other show. We have some plans. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're planning to sell at that show because yeah. of what we're hoping on doing the, the whole trip. So I may only be behind that table once this year or next year. I know. I know. So I've I've tried. I've sat down twice trying to plan my calendar. And uh, I get a little bit sad every time. And I wanted to bring this back, and we'll we'll end it on this, to the topic of buying pins in 2018. You don't have to buy go to a pin show and spend any money. You should go to a pin show to hang out with the people and see things. So don't think you have to go to a pin show, because I would highly recommend you go to as many pin shows as you can next year as humanly possible. And you don't have to come away with anything but the memories of meeting new people, hanging out with friends, and sharing stories. So I wanted to leave it with that. That's what we need to spend our money and time on, getting to the show and hanging out with people. That's it. Can't say it better. If you want to ask us questions, hashtag AskTPA. Send those in. We really appreciate it. Um, please let us know if we can help with anything stationary related and I guess pie related. It's a new, new <laughs> vertical for us, TPA. If you want to get in touch with Brad, he's at Dowdyism on Twitter, D O W D Y I S M. Uh, he is Pen Addict on Instagram. I am at iMike, I M Y K E. Uh, you can find Brad's stuff over at penaddict.com and knock.co. Um, you can find the show notes for this week's episode at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 286. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsors this week, Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Away. But most of all, thank you for listening. Until next week, Brad, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>